As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to another episode of Two Idiot Girls. We're back in the stew. Feeling good? Change the angles a little bit? Yeah, hopefully you don't see just the whites in my eyes this time. We also, I put, I'll be honest, I put on makeup because I look back and I go, hey, I need to clean up back there. Yeah, I said even that iPhone camera really be capturing everything, huh? And we changed the angle so you guys can't see my feet, you freaks. I'm the one who told Jason to put them dogs away. <laughs> I'm giving the people what they want. Anyways, so in today's episode, we are going to be um, answering more advice questions that all of you had for us. Yeah. Because um, we got, like I said, 140 responses. So let's see what we get to today. Yeah, and we only did like five. <laughs> I know. Well, and then the final cut, I think I only kept like three or four of them because yeah. we are so long-winded. Well, what else is new, honestly? Right? What are you thinking? Okay, so, and this one has no theme, it's just advice. Yeah. So, here we go. Mm -hmm. So, this one's from someone named Eddie, and okay. she would like to know, mm -hmm. she said, how do I leave friendships when they stop showing any effort? You, I mean, my initial reaction is to just be like, just stop. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, don't talk to them anymore. Mm -hmm. If they're not reciprocating or putting in effort, as much effort as you are, mm -hmm. then I would just let it go i assume you're asking that though because you don't want to let it go yeah but you can't convince someone to be in your life yeah whether it's platonic or romantic that's not fair to you yeah mm -hmm. i think something that i have learned the hard way <laughs> the last few months um is that if whether it's a romantic relationship or a friendship or whatever mm -hmm. if they're not always going to pick you mm -hmm. and we talked about this before then you pick you yeah and so i would do whatever makes you feel best so I mean, I'm sure it's hard having to, like, navigate relationships with people you felt really close with at one point and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. But I just would prioritize how it's making you feel. And if it makes you feel unfulfilled or it makes you feel like shit, then mm -hmm. I would, I guess, leave. I don't know. Sometimes people are like, you know what? You need to have those tough conversations with your friends. Like, where you're like, you know what? You don't put in any effort and it makes me feel bad about myself. But I am not naturally a confrontational person. Yeah. And sometimes those... Um, conversations are not beneficial. Yeah, I mean, I'm the most confrontational person and I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Mostly just because this person doesn't even have the wherewithal to to like catch up with you or like yeah. keep up with you. What makes you think they're going to sit down and have a very serious conversation and like, with you? And like, let's hear you out. Yeah. Yeah, like, 
<clears throat> and it's one thing to be busy. Like mm-hmm. everybody's busy. Everybody gets busy. Everybody has lives outside mm-hmm. of each other, especially if y'all don't live anywhere near each other. Like I have a lot of really close friends that don't live in California Yeah, because we all went to college together and we're all <clears throat> still good friends. But the best relationships that I feel last the longest are the low maintenance relationships. Mm -hmm. So ones that you don't need to constantly be checking in with each other. I also think that's a young people thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when you're young and you're in constant communication with each other, like when you're in college or when you're in high school and you have your really close circle of friends, Mm -hmm. you're constantly texting each other and constantly talking to each other. And then when you become an adult and you move away from each other, Mm -hmm. Um, you have to like wrap your head around the idea that you're not always going to talk. That doesn't mean that you're a bad friend, a bad friend. Yeah. yeah. Because I'm guilty of that too. Like, especially now, cause I'm so fucking busy. With- famosa. <laughs> <Que> famosa. <laughs> um, no, I would never say that about myself, but, uh, like the best friends to have are the ones that understand as long as you reach out to each other every now and again, especially on special occasions like birthdays and stuff. Yeah, I think that, and then when they're in town and they're like, Hey, we should meet up. We haven't seen each other. Like, yeah. you know, make time for each other, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But again, if you're constantly doing that on one end and they're never reciprocating, then that's probably a friend you don't want to keep around. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not worth it to me. Mm-hmm. People like that. Uh, I feel, I mean, unless you're, genuinely concerned about keeping this person in your life i don't really think it's worth the conversation Mm -hmm. it very rarely is though unless it's like a family member or someone you're always gonna see yeah i mean i don't know where you've had like tough conversations before so it's not that hard for you to like have this one yeah i mean i just think when you're older you shouldn't have to do that (laughs) when you're an adult when we're adults i shouldn't have to be like hey why don't you ever want to talk to me like i shouldn't have to have that conversation with you yeah or it only feels like I'm the only reaching out and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. It's okay to like temp gauge every now and then. Like if you if you feel frustrated with your friend and you're like, mm-hmm. hey, hey girl, why don't you ever hit me up anymore? Like, I mean, that's fine. Yeah. But I mean, to have like a sit down, like this is how I'm feeling. How are you feeling? Yeah. I don't know. I guess it just, it's your prerogative. Whatever you feel is worth it to you. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Just do what's best for you. Well, it feels yeah. best for you. So if it is to leave your friendship and take care of yourself, then you should do that for sure. Yeah, I agree. Okay, cool. Our next one um, is anonymous and she would like to know. So she said, I'm kind of in this phase where I hate my body. Look, I just hate it. And I don't know where to go to buy clothes that fit and look nice. Mm -hmm. I only have sweats and hoodies because I don't like my body, but I feel so shitty. I also hate shopping because nothing fits and it makes me frustrated and want to cry and never eat again. So where are some places that are budget friendly or not that sell nice plus size clothes? I tried, um, she in, but even those clothes didn't really work for me, but I'm thinking of giving them a second chance. Like we're headed towards summer and I have no outdoor clothes. The biggest or biggest, the best option I could give you as someone who my weight has fluctuated quite a bit the last like three years. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say old Navy. Yeah. Old Navy is a great option. Old Navy has such cute clothes that are relatively priced. Well, I would say. Yeah. Um, and it's for all different body sizes. I would also, I don't know if this interests you follow other plus size women or women who have body shapes similar to you on TikTok. Yeah. Cause I see so many different sized women do like, um, old Navy hauls and I love watching them because I love old Navy. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would do that to maybe inspire you to see, like, you can dress however you want and still feel comfortable and look cute and trendy and stuff like that. 
in a way that you feel confident in what you're wearing. Yeah, like um, it's Mary Fran. Oh, dude. She's a great I've one. I've been such a big fan. Yeah, she Love was her. Only, she did um, a Target swimsuit, I want to say, mm-hmm. haul. Um, so Target's also another great option with Wild yeah. Fable. They're finally like a lot more size inclusive. Not the most inclusive, but they are pretty inclusive. Another one uh, is Jessica Torres. Yeah. Love her. And then this other I follow, her name's like Mermaid Hair. Mm-hmm. I know she follows you because I watch her comment on your videos all the time. Oh, really? Um, She owns like a hair salon. But anyways, she's super cute. And she does try-on hauls all the time from Target. Mm-hmm. Um, She does Old Navy. I've seen her do like, um, and she also does like uh, like higher-end brands. Like I've seen her do like, um, I think free people or like ASOS and stuff like that. Yeah. So those are more, ASOS is like kind of hit or miss. I've, yeah, I, I agree. I haven't really had positive experiences buying from them, but I also think it's just cause sizing is so different across the board. Yeah. But I'm like, Oh, like at target, I'm a size 20 in pants. And then I, I get it from ASOS and it, that's like way too big on me. You yeah. know what I mean? So, well, it's also, um, hard to shop online. Yeah. It's oh, really yeah. fucking hard to shop online, mm-hmm. especially for plus size women or fat women. Mm-hmm. It's nearly impossible. That's the sad part. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say those are all really great affordable options in the note about following, uh, creators that do any sort of plus size fashion channels yeah. like that's kind of like what their niche is mm-hmm. follow them too because those are great options to explore for me I don't know like it really just depends I mean I would never categorize myself as a fat person because I feel like that would be um inappropriate of me to sure. say that um but I'm definitely a plus size girl so like I really hate when women speak on behalf of my body and they're like she's literally small like she can afford to wear <laughs> To wear anything. That's not fucking true. And you're not in my body, so you wouldn't fucking know. Yeah. But anything bigger than a 10 is considered plus size. Mm-hmm. And I'm like 12, 14, 16. Mm-hmm. So that's plus size, bitch. Mm-hmm. So that's what I always think. Um, but I totally get that sentiment about feeling like there's just nowhere you can go. Yeah. Especially then, retail. Yeah. And because summer is coming up. And mm-hmm. so maybe you live in like a climate that's a little bit hotter. <clears throat> Yeah. So for me, like, um, when I was like, cause I've like fluctuated between uh, give or take like 50 pounds over the last like three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always wanted to wear really cute workout clothes. If I wanted to go on a walk or something, that's what always motivates yeah, me. Yeah. I told you that. No, I know. Cause I watched you get all your gym shark stuff yeah. during the pandemic and then I'm wearing the same Walmart shorts and tank top. It just does something for you. It just makes you feel so much cuter and yeah. so much more motivated to go to the gym. Cause you feel, feel good. So yeah. you want to, you want to like workout good yeah so if you're looking for cute affordable workout clothes like sets and stuff old navy yeah is that girl i yeah. can't i all my workout clothes are old navy and for me as someone who's dealt with a lot of like negativity towards my body mm-hmm. i have to see for right now at the state that i'm in i have to see my entire body in order to feel positive do you know what i mean yeah because i feel like if i wear something baggy it makes me feel like i look different from how i really am and you know what i mean mm-hmm. so i would highly recommend i love wearing a two-piece set and then just going on a walk in my living my in my living room in my neighborhood it's funny because i'm kind of the opposite mm-hmm. a little bit because obviously I, I love to wear form-fitting stuff i love to like i love a good crop top like yeah if, if my if i had a barbie and it could have or if i was a cartoon character and i would have the same outfit on every like day SpongeBob. Yeah. yeah i would wear big jeans like big high-waisted baggy jeans and mm-hmm. a tiny little crop top and some platform shoes Mm -hmm. that would be my character's outfit every fucking day because that's like my favorite kind of outfit to wear that's like my style so um I I feel really good like I was so happy with myself when I started wearing really big jeans and really big t-shirts 
because I felt comedy. Because before when I was like on my male gaze shit, like yeah. unknowingly, I would hate to wear two baggy things because I would feel like it would make me look big, which is one, fat phobic mm. and two, not true. Like mm-hmm. it's just like a stylistic choice. It has nothing to do with your body because yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm practicing aggressive body neutrality. Yeah. And that's what I would advise you to do. Yeah. I talked about that recently because a lot of times dudes, when they fucking hate me, they're like, oh, for someone who's body positive. I never said that. I'm not someone who who has advocated for body positivity purely because I feel like the movement has been warped by white feminism. Yeah. It's not what it started out to be. It's not what it is now. Yeah. So, yeah, if you're positive well, towards... Well, then they say that, but they're not body positive exactly. either. So exactly. Like, ne- so neither of us are. So yeah, I guess we're so in the same boat. Well, yeah. Not, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> you could argue that the most aggressive gym goers are extremely fat phobic towards themselves, mm-hmm. let alone other people. But... My point in saying that is I've always advocated for body neutrality, that your Mm -hmm. body doesn't hold any worth or like any weight in the sense of your worth or value in Mm -hmm. this world. So it just exists. It just is. It has nothing to do with whether or not you're a good person, whether or not you're worthy of love, whether or not you're worthy of respect. That's that's like ideal for me. So Mm -hmm. I always whenever I'm being mean to myself about my body. I always think about that and like tell myself that over and over again mm-hmm. because your body keeps you alive. So yeah. that's what you should focus on. Mm-hmm. Cause you're, I know she was mentioning or I don't want to assume if that was the right. It's yeah. She, she, yeah. Okay. Um, I just don't, uh, I know you were mentioning that you really hate your body, but before you focus on clothing, I would simultaneously focus on how you treat yourself. Yeah. Like how you talk to yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, why do you think that you should hate your body? Like, why do you think you're not, allowed the privilege of loving yourself just as much as anybody else yeah you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. so I would start working on that like I would follow creators Mm -hmm. that advocate for the same kind of values that you do when it comes to your body follow creators that look like you Mm -hmm. that's very powerful Mm -hmm. representation is so important Mm -hmm. so when you see someone who's built exactly like you Mm -hmm. you're like I feel really good seeing this person yeah live their life and be happy and be feel love and all that stuff Mm -hmm. joy because you deserve that kind of stuff yeah yeah no I totally agree and I it's so we've had like opposite things so me I've always struggled with not wanting anyone to see my body so I've always worn baggy stuff and now I'm like I love my body, so I'd rather wear tight stuff so then I can see it in a pretty yeah. So it's like complete opposite of yeah. you. You know what I mean? Yeah, same. Because I've never thought anything about my body ever until I was older, mm-hmm. um, which is a privilege, I think, as like a, I guess, straight, more straight sized person. Mm-hmm. Um, but technically, I'm not straight sized. So yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's a real sliding scale sometimes yeah. with the with the terminologies, which is upsetting, which makes you feel bad, but. That's capitalism for you. No, for, like literally. <laughs> That's fat phobia and capitalism for you. Okay, perfect. Um, this one says making friends and living with depression. Do you want to do that one? No. Do a funny one. A lot of these are sad. That's what I'm saying. Okay, well, like what? How to be friends with girls who have narcissistic partners. It grinds my gears. Don't. That's how you do it. <laughs> okay, here. Here's how you do it. Don't. Um, realistic expectations and boundaries in a healthy relationship. Uh, we can do that one. Oh, this one's interesting. What? Okay. I'm going to read it to you, right? Okay. Okay, so this is from someone named Myra, and she wants to know, I'm dating a guy who I think my family will find ugly, but to me, he's cute, and he's genuinely the best guy I've dated in a while. I myself am not the cutest. I'm plus-sized and apple-shaped, but I don't know why I'm scared they're going to roast him or judge him based on his looks. 
I don't know how to get over it, to be honest, and I don't want it to ruin anything. Oh, man, there's so many layers to that. Well, first of all, I don't know why you're saying you're not cute. Don't say that about yourself. Take That's it back. Mean. Take it back. Take it back. That's one. Two, um, why would your family feel the need to comment on what your partner looks like? Yeah. Is that something they do often? Mm -hmm. Like, this is like, I have a lot of follow-up questions. Like, Yeah, maybe it's something where, like, they comment on her. So she's like, like, clearly she doesn't. Yeah. Well, then that's maybe why you feel like they might comment on him. Yeah. And also, I mean... I don't know, because I want to say, like, if you say he's ugly. Or you think that they yeah. think he'll think he's. Do you think he's ugly or do you just think they, they'll they think he's ugly? And mm -hmm. if so, why would you think that? Like, yeah. is someone dating Bella Hadid in your family? Like, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. like is, is your family a family of supermodels? Mm -hmm. No. Then they really have no place. Mm -hmm. um, but, like. I, I, more than anything, beauty is subjective. Yeah. It's really none of their goddamn business. I was going to say, also, you're dating him, Myra. Yeah. Not your family. Yeah, so. it's, it's none of their business. And if your family feels the need to comment on what someone that you really like and care about, what they look like, that mm -hmm. says more about them than it does about you. Yeah. And it, But it sounds like you care a lot about what they think, which is understandable because they're your family. Mm -hmm. But there's a line. That's, like, called crossing a boundary. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when it comes to your family, your family has no right to, to comment on what your partner looks like. Yeah. The only time I would say that that's somewhat acceptable or free game is if that person like fucks you over or something. Yeah. And then it's just like a shit talking session. Yeah. Yeah. So if that's the case, then that's the only time I'd be like, I'd give it a pass. Yeah. Because they're just feeling passionate mm -hmm. or protective of you. But if it's just to like be mean, I don't know why. I mean, you would even want to bring them around you. Protect your space, girl. Protect your space yeah. and your mental health. And if you really like him and he's the best person ever, then then what are we talking then who about? Who cares? What yeah. Are we then who gives a shit? About? Yeah. Then then when you bring them and they try to make jokes, if I were you, start writing down jokes about your family. Yeah. It's kind of ugly. No, you are, and build, your teeth are brown. Yeah. Build a set <laughs> list, like a punch of return punchlines. Yeah. Like, and then you. Dad, yeah. Open your notes app and start firing off. <laughs> but that that could also be a projection of you too. Yeah, like maybe you think you're not good enough to be with him yeah, or something like so that. So that that could be a projection, Loki, not in a not in a negative way, not in a bad way towards you, but that could be more of a reflection of how you're feeling mm -hmm. about you, more so than how your family might feel about him. But if that's not the case, and they just be commenting like that, that's not fucking cool. Yeah, just don't take them around them then. And then if he asks you, just tell him my family's just not nice people. So yeah, and if you do, if you do bring them around, just like. As I said, fill up the chamber with jokes about what they're looking like. Because mm -hmm. anyone who feels the need to make comments like that, first of all, is ugly. Yeah. <laughs> I know on someone's appearance. What are we doing? Yeah, you're ugly because you're ugly on the inside. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So don't hold too much. Uh, don't take too much stock and stuff like that. That's not fair to you or your partner. Yeah. Because to you, you're saying he's the best person ever. Yeah. So that's all you should be focusing on with your family. Yeah. Not like asking your own, do you think my boyfriend's hot? Or yeah, whatever. exactly. You know I mean? Like, yeah, that shouldn't matter. Yeah, exactly. It shouldn't play a role. And it's none of their goddamn business, to be mm -hmm. honest. So you do you, girl. So this is from someone named Cam. Okay. And she said, I'm trying to create a podcast. Fun. Cute. And need some advice on how to just do it. I've written scripts, outlined episodes. I've picked a name and I've had some of my friends read the topics and they're all supportive, but I can't get myself to sit down and actually just record it. 
How can I get over that fear and nervousness? I talk about this a lot, but uh, I'm assuming it's fear of hate and criticism. Yeah. Which is a natural human rejection. Reaction, rejection. Yeah. Um, here's what I'll tell you. Uh, if you think about someone like Emily Mariko, she doesn't talk in her videos. Yeah. She doesn't talk. She sits there. She makes food mm -hmm. and she's happy and she's eating it. That bitch gets hate. Mm -hmm. She gets nonstop hate. Mm -hmm. People are like, I don't know something about her. You don't even know her know. is what I always think. Like, and me and Emily are mutuals on TikTok and she's like genuinely so fucking sweet. Like she's the I know. sweetest I'm person. I'm always surprised when people are like, yeah, I've always caught a bad vibe about her. No, you, it, you know, you know what the vibe is? <laughs> hater shit. It's jealousy. It's hater raid <laughs> is what envy. it is. So my point in saying that is you are going to get hate no matter what, no matter what platform you put it on, mm -hmm. no matter where you you post it, even if you only posted it for your friends or your family or whatever, mm -hmm. there's going to be at least one hate ass bitch in that group. And they're going to talk shit, whether it's to your face, which it probably wouldn't be. It would probably be in secret because that's what haters love to do mm -hmm. or anonymously. If you, once you let that go or yeah. come to peace with it, then you take all that power away from them yeah. because that's the only thing that stops you. The mm -hmm. thing that stops you is your fear of being rejected, which comes in the form of hate. Mm -hmm. Uh, because people are like, well, I don't know. I just don't like, like, do you know how many fucking people hate me? <laughs> like on the internet? No one hates you. What are you talking about? Yeah. No, they just don't like me. No. Um, and it's, you know, obviously, and I'm a very outspoken person. That's why I said like someone who doesn't say words at all. She's damn near a silent movie character in her mm -hmm. videos. And people are still like, yeah, something's off. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when they say shit like that, it's truly coming from a place of, of, the hate and ass bitch inside them. Just jealousy. It's yeah. and it's honestly cowardice. Yeah, as I say, they wish that they had the balls to do yeah, what the you're courage doing. Yeah. to do it. Like they're they're a fucking coward. That's why people say shit like that. So yeah. once you let that go and come to terms with it, mm -hmm. you take that power away from them and you give it back to yourself. You're like, you know what? No matter what, I'm not making this for them. I'm yeah. making this for me and mm -hmm. maybe somebody out there can relate yeah. and maybe they'll gravitate towards me. Mm -hmm. And there you go. You know what I mean? And it seems like you got, I mean, you have a name and the outline stuff. We didn't even. Nah. The name was the only thing we had ready to go. And then <laughs> yeah. I was like, we should like do an outline or something when we, or yeah, when already we first filming. started. Yeah. And honestly, it's the same thing with my TikTok. Like I didn't have a plan. Like yeah. I just started doing it. So once you just, once you just let that go, like release yourself from the, from the fear of that, yeah. like you're going to have so much fun. Like, I know. And if your friends are already supportive, maybe you start it. Like you do an episode with one of your friends. Like maybe you're yeah, afraid to, to get do it by yourself. Yeah. They get used to it. They could be like your first guest or something. Yeah. I mean, I, I talked to Dason about TikToks like when I first started recording mm -hmm. them and like, even now I still like, sometimes if Billy's in the room and I don't want to get up and leave, like I'll tell him to put headphones on so he doesn't have to listen yeah, to me <laughs> recording <feel> that. that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, do, I mean, even if you feel more comfortable doing it by yourself, like mm -hmm. do it by yourself a million times once, like just like do a couple takes, listen back to it mm -hmm. and just like go from there. But if you've never recorded yourself, you're going to hate how you sound. Yeah. You're going to hate it, but it's because you never hear your own voice. Yeah. Even this is our second time filming in here and we were both like, yeah, we need to spruce it up in here. What are we doing? Like. We're what do you still mean? being mean. Like, uh, like how, do you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. Like we're, we're still being critical. Yeah. Yeah. Ourselves. But that's just, that's just like, cause you want to get better and all that. Yeah. But yeah, girl, I, I would assume that you're afraid of receiving criticism, mm -hmm. which you shouldn't be because anybody's going to get that no matter what the most talented person in the world 
Like some people literally say that Beyonce has no talent. Can you fucking imagine? No. Can you imagine that blasphemous statement leaving your fucking gob? You know what I mean? There's no way, bro. That's why I said people like are going to say the most hater shit about anybody because, yeah. because they're afraid. They're just a big fucking coward. Yeah. So that's why. But you deserve jealous. Yeah. You know what? Pursue your dreams and put yourself out there. You, you'd be surprised. You never Look know. Look at all these men who have podcasts. No shit. You want to talk about someone who should have, who should have fear. It should be them. <laughs> you know what? It's me. I'm instilling the fear in them. So they never, they never make that shit again. I have to go and I have to revert. I have to Uno reverse it. I'm, I'm going to gonna... believe she believes that men should not have microphone. <laughs> Shut up. Someone literally said that. Like I was like, they're like, she wants to take away their oh, rights. Right. What do I look like? Gavin Newsom to you? Shut the <laughs> fuck up, bitch. Yeah. I was like, that's what we call a joke. You wouldn't understand that <laughs> because <laughs> I'm like, you wouldn't know that because none of your jokes involve anything except bigotry. Yeah. So you're like, and they're not can you, fucking funny. Can yeah. you believe that? She wants to take away microphone. <laughs> she wants to take away my microphones. <laughs> She's a racist. I was like, if I could, I would. Dude, do you know someone tried to say in one of those videos, those hating ass bitch videos, someone tried to say I was racist, right? Okay. And then this girl goes, how, when has she been racist? I don't know. That's just the vibe I get. No, you and then he goes, no, about? this is what he says. He goes, towards Australian men. Babe, that's not race, babe. Babe? That's not rest. It's called nationality. That's nationality, babe. <laughs> like, are you and fucking dumb? If that dumb? makes me a nationalist, so be it. <laughs> no, and someone goes, "Oh, okay, you're a fucking idiot. Got it." He's all, "You too, huh?" He goes, "Uh, she has." And and all I said was, "What's in the water in Australia? Why is every dude over there the fucking worst? How is that me being racist towards Australia? <laughs> They're so oppressed over there. Oh my god, yeah. all those white." <laughs> Imperialists. Do you know how many Australian invading that indigenous uh, country? Do you know how many Australian like fans or mutuals of mine that were like, "No, you have no idea how bad it is over here." Why? I was just curious why that was the case. Well, it's kind of the same here, like with white nationalism, like here. Yeah, I know, it's but the I just, same there. But they're just they but just with have misogyny. Ac- they just have accent. No, it's the same thing here. No, you're right, but like the mis- no, you're right, you're right, but maybe it's just because it's more concentrated because the U.S. is so much bigger. Yeah, so maybe that's why, like, it's spread out. Mm-hmm. But like, it's just like every every fucking dude, and that's why I told you when I was in college before TikTok. Yeah, I met so <gasps> many Australian swimmers. Dudes. Tell them the swimmer. Oh story. yeah, y'all want to hear this is a one fucking, of my favorite. You want to hear tea about a story? Okay, so one time I went to a club underage. Do as I say, not as I do. That's not me advocating. It's not important. Keep going. Anyways, for my 20th birthday, I went out and we were having a grand old time. And me and my friends would take laps, you know what I mean? And go get free shit. So we had these two dudes. They were at least each of them. Both of them were like six, eight, like the biggest fucking dudes, like so tall white dudes. Mm -hmm. They both came up to us, blah, 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 blah. One of them's from New Zealand. One's from Australia. Mm -hmm. So then they're asking us like, where are you guys from? Like this whole fucking fake ass banter while we wait for the drinks. Mm -hmm. And we're like, oh, we're from, you know, California, like me and my friend. And then they're like, oh, okay. I was like, where are you guys from? Because clearly they had accents. One mm-hmm. of them was like, Australia, New Zealand. I'm like, what are you guys doing here? Do your accent. Do the accent so I can believe it. Good day, mate. <laughs> <laughs> That's some That's shrimp on the bar, They just said that over and over again. <laughs> no other words. I was just, they were saying that. And then there's like subtitles yeah, talking about like their accent. Yeah, it's like I am saying. Groot. But yeah, just yeah, like- <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, they told me that they were both on vacation. I go, this is an odd time to vacation, like at the time. Ooh, and they were like, oh, they're like, oh, because we're on um, we're on break from work or whatever. And I go, oh, what do you guys do for work? And they both said, we're swimmers. 
And I go, oh, like, I was thinking like a national team or something. And they go, no, we're both um, Olympians. And I was like, sure. <laughs> like, immediately my friend and I were like, mm, and I'm an astronaut. <laughs> and then they were like, no, really, we are. And I was like, sure. And then they both, like, lifted up their shirts and they both had the Olympic rings tattooed and i said i could go into any tattoo shop and get that so mean well because you ain't gotta lie to kids you're like what happened to her to make her act like this yeah this literally. is how she acts <laughs> yeah this was time. this was when i was 20 years old like, this was when i was literally 19 dude i'm 19 and i look 28 because i have all this going, shit on my sure. face are you gonna make me a drink or not yeah i was literally like okay olympian like me and my friend were saying i'm all, i could go into any tattoo shop and get that that doesn't mean anything what is that a fucking resume? Because you get those Dead rings. Stop. You think if I you would think if I went into the downtown tattoo shop and I was like, hey, can you tattoo those rings on me? They're gonna be like, Are you an Olympian? They're not gonna fucking ask me that shit. Stop. They're gonna take my money. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, one of them one of the dudes was laughing because he thought it was funny. Mm -hmm. The other, the Australian one wasn't. He did not think it was funny. Like my jokes about that shit. So he was he was like, I'll prove it to you, I'll prove it to you. I'm like, okay, okay, I'll prove it to you, right? <laughs> Because I'm nothing if not a fucking dick. Yeah. So then he pulls up his phone and he literally Googles himself and he shows me his Wikipedia page. And then he's like, see, and then he goes, I, I won gold in this year and bronze in this year and blah, blah, blah. And I said, you didn't win gold. I, you didn't win gold that year because I know Michael Phelps has been running the game for a while. Mm hmm. He goes, no, this was before he was in there. I said, how old are you? This dude was like 38. And I was all... At the time, he's always like, like yeah. and I was like, okay. He's like, ew. he was but a baby when I did this. Yeah, he was in fucking high school when I was doing this. I was like, you God damn. You your records though, yeah. I'm sure. That guy's fucking nuts. Then the next year he came and dominated yeah, everybody like, oh. when he was like 15. <laughs> so anyways, that was my first, first really negative experience with an Australian dude. Because after that happened, he wouldn't leave me alone the whole yeah. night. And he was a big fucking creep. And then when mm -hmm. we went outside... At the end of the night, I was like plastered. And I told my friend, I said, don't, they're going to try to take me home and I don't want to go. And I was already so like, were these adamant. the guys that the Uber guy kicked out of the car? No, that was a different dude. Damn. No. See what happens when you're straight guys. <laughs> this doesn't happen when you're gay and you go out with a bunch well, of lesbians. See, this is, well, this is the shit I'm talking about when men are like, oh, like you, uh, you just like assume that we're all, you're all guilty until proven otherwise yeah. to me. So this dude wouldn't leave me alone. And then towards the end of the night, I started getting really aggressive. Yeah. And then he was like, you know, your friends are like, oh, I'll go like with you. Like, let's all go to their hotel and hang out. I didn't want no. to. Because I knew this was like a ploy to try to convince me. Mind you, I'm fucked up. So this yeah. was him like trying to sexually coerce me. Yeah. So then he starts going like, I'm not taking any of these bitches unless you're coming too. And then I said, okay, well then go home alone. The fuck? <laughs> and then I started leaving and he was trying to chase me. Ew. Like run after me. And then a security guard saw me and he was someone. Yeah. And he was like, what's the fucking problem here? Because he saw me going, bro, get the fuck off me. Like I started getting really yeah, aggressive. You have to cause like almost a scene. Yeah. yeah. And then he came up to me and he asked me and someone if I was okay. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I said, yeah, but this guy won't leave me alone. Mm -hmm. And then he was like, she said to fuck off, dude, so fuck off. And he was like, oh, I was, I was just playing around. Good day, mate. Good day, good day, mate. Good day, mate. Good day, mate. And then the <laughs> things are like, I was just kidding. I was just, I was just playing around. <laughs> Anyways, that was my story of an Olympian who wasn't even that fucking good, by the way. Then find out, fast forward a couple years later, he got kicked off a plane for uh, calling a flight attendant at, uh, a homophobic slur. <gasps> 
And then he was in the news because then he got arrested. The F slur? Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, he called him that because oh. he was pissed oh about something. Because he like was a an, female flight attendant. No, it was, a, it was a male one. But he was not that it matters. I was just well, was he curious. was an alcoholic and he was fucked up on his flight and they wouldn't serve him anymore. That's why friends. We had someone ask Ayana. She asked about famous athletes. Yeah, hello. These guys are fucking creepy. I'm telling you, bro. Not all of them. Not all of them, but a good majority of them so are. So he's 38. You could tell when someone's young. I think that's the part that people don't think about. Like mm-hmm. if I'm talking to someone, I'm like, oh, you're yeah. I go always go how old are you and they go 22 a month i can tell yeah and it's not a bad way but it's no. just like different we're just at different parts of our lives well and that's, and okay. that's why i said like when i was getting hit on by nfl players i was like 21 yeah and they were some of them were like in their late 40s Stop. so that's you guys gotta think about that when you go out how many times have i said that you have to think about that it's creepy yeah like i think about like when i would go to rugby tournaments when i played in college mm-hmm. and i played rugby everyone's gay on my team right yeah a bunch of lesbians yeah <laughs> and then there's men hitting on us and my friends are, think it's funny i'm like why is that funny he's like literally as old as my dad you know what i mean well yeah and that's why i was you're like my un- you're old enough to literally be my uncle well, i always say that i'm like what are we going to talk about taxes yeah what are we talking about the great <laughs> depression yeah. I'm going to talk about what was the cable car like? Like, what the fuck am I going to talk about with an old geezer? Nothing. Yeah. So that's why, uh, that's why I'm telling you, athletes, they're just men with money. Yeah. That's like, it's, they're the same fucking person. Mm-hmm. Like, and you'll, you'll find out very quickly how easy it is to one, get their attention and two, mm-hmm. be like, ew, <laughs> get the ick. <laughs> they give you icks just as much as yeah. normal fucking dudes do. Yeah. So anyways, I don't even remember what the original question was. <laughs> I don't either, but... Oh, it was to do, it was to do her podcast. Yes, you should do your yeah, podcast. Yeah, Cam, do your podcast. <laughs> We're excited. Do your podcast. I'm and excited for you. And please send it to us because mm-hmm. we love podcasts. Yeah. I was like, where did we... How did we end up there? Anyways, Australian men, don't even get me started. Don't even get me started. I have so many poor fucking stories with Australian men. Okay. In real life, before TikTok, okay? So I can... And it's even worse now. Can you imagine yeah. TikTok existed then? No, my God. Dude, I don't even want to know. Back in the day? Back in my day. Okay. This one's from someone named Katie, and she would like to know, do you have any tips on how to dress slash find your own style? I get questions like that a lot. I... It's because you're a style icon. Yeah, people say that to me all the time. I'm like, am I? Am I better than everyone? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... I would say, I mean, with what little fashion knowledge I have. You know what I think is, the, first of all, everyone has an idea of what they want to dress like. I feel like yeah. anyone, like you ask anyone on the street, they have an idea. Do they know how to do it? No, because that's hard. Whether it's execution or just like courage. Yeah. To, to ex- do it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I always use Pinterest. So if I'm like, I really want. That's on some white girl shit. I don't do that. That's the white in me. The yeah. one fourth of white in me. So. Yeah. If I really want like inspiration and even then like I go on Pinterest and they're like wearing like $300 jeans. Like I don't do that. I just go in there to see ideas Mm -hmm. of what I want to dress like Mm -hmm. and then I'll just pull inspiration and stuff like that. I would, I mean, that's a great idea. I think for me, it's like, you got to focus on what you like most about your features. Like what, what's something you really love? Like, do you really like your shoulders? Do you really like your legs? Like do you like the your titties? Yeah. Do you like your titties? Do you like your ass? Do you like your midriff? Like mm-hmm. which part of you do you like and what, how do you like to highlight that mm-hmm. or show it off? And then you can kind of build around Me? that. I like to be topless at all times. <laughs> <laughs> titties out. <laughs> titties out. Uh, like for me, like I said, I really like a little crop top and big jeans. So I'm not too hard pressed on jeans being tight or like showing off. Like I don't really care about that, but I do like having my midriff out if I can. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I like my arms and my shoulders. Like those are things that you can focus on mm-hmm. highlighting and then you can kind of build outfits around that to kind of gain your confidence a little bit. I would uh, when do, you're dressing for if yourself. You don't have the like um what's it called? No, just like a skinny girl body. Yeah. Like what's revered in beauty centers, yes, like patriarchal exactly. beauty yeah. centers. So if you don't look like how like Bella Hadid and all these guys and you have a certain style, but every time you look it up on Pinterest, like that's what happens to me. Yeah. They'll only show tiny white yeah. women wearing these things. I yeah. always type in like plus size nineties, whatever. You oh know yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's and then cool. that way you can find other creators on there. And then I would also follow creators on TikTok. Yeah. That have your body style, style, body type. Yeah. And your style. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I feel like some people have very specific style Mm -hmm. and some people like to kind of jump around and experiment. So if you don't know what it is, you could very easily experiment Mm -hmm. with many different kinds Mm -hmm. and then kind of see what you like the best. Yeah. Cause that's kind of what I did a little bit only because I've always been like so extra with my outfits and shit, like ever since I was little. But like, as I got older, I started kind of tailoring my style a little bit more catered towards like what I really liked to feature. And then also what I thought looked really cute on me. Yeah. So whether it's like certain colors or textures, because there are like certain things I don't like to wear because I just like don't like them on me. Yeah. Like, like black jeans. For some reason, I really don't like black jeans on myself. Mm-hmm. So like that's not something I try to force myself to wear anymore because before I'd be like, well, everyone needs a black pair of jeans. But yeah. like it's a basic. Yeah. yeah. But like you don't need to wear that if you don't want to. Yeah. Um, but I love a light wash and a true blue wash of mm-hmm. jean like or a patchwork or anything like that. So like once you kind of pick and choose textures and like staples and all of that, then you can kind of start to play around with it a little bit. more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. experiment with it all if you don't know yeah and then you'll start to tailor but follow people that you feel inspired by like Jason said yeah that's what I always do yeah like my friend Dove she has a very specific style mm-hmm. she's very ethereal very fairy like mm-hmm. very cottage core mm-hmm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. so like if that's something you're into follow people like that so like you can kind of get some inspo from how they dress yeah or there's like maximalist dressing uh, creators like mm-hmm. tiny Jewish girl yeah like such a specific style so artistic would you say that's what victoria paris does or no no i think victoria paris is more so like streetwear oh got it like yeah she's very streetwear and very trendy too but Mm -hmm. like she's got a very specific style also so like when you see other creators that have these different palettes Mm -hmm. like you can kind of like bounce around and be like oh i really like this or like this and then maybe you can start to pull inspo from them Mm -hmm. just like off pinterest but you could see it on a real life person yeah which would i think would be helpful yeah i'm obsessed with watching maximalist uh creators is that when they do like like remember when that trend was going around they're like how to dress like a gucci model sunglasses and and so people yeah it's like nothing but layers and everything's torn and then they have like the the tied like um babushka like a handkerchief around their head do you remember that i i don't remember the trend but i think i know what you're talking about dress with the top i keep describing it to them all no if you look up tiny jewish girl like i know who you're talking about yeah Yeah, she has such a sick style but like just I'm obsessed with watching maximalist dressing because I've never that's never been my journey mm-hmm. fashion wise. But I'm obsessed with it because I think it's so cool. It's so creative. for yeah. sure. Like it's like art. 
So I just feel yeah. like I feel like there's an art and a process to it, and I just I'm fascinated by it. I think it's so fucking cool. Yeah, I feel it, and that's why I love I love watching. Good and that's for like, you, babes. Yeah, and just like it's Mary Fran has a very specific style too. So cute, so yeah. fucking cute too. And Jessica Torres. Yeah, Jessica Torres is a wonderful person to follow if you really want to explore plus size fashion. Is it with a Z or an S? I forgot. An S. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Um, but she is so trendy but also not like she's very catered she has a very specific style but she also helps you see all the different trends mm-hmm. on different body types which i think is fucking awesome so fucking cool yeah i agree okay so this is from liba this is actually the first question we got oh. good for you first in line first in line and she wants to know i'm having a career crisis how do you pick between what you love and are passionate about that doesn't necessarily make a lot of money and a safe option that's not what you want to do but it makes good money um i think that you have to i think that you have to be realistic Mm -hmm. especially if you have bills to pay Mm because you have to be you have to be responsible obviously Mm -hmm. you have to take care of yourself but at the same time life is way too short to waste it doing something that you really don't like doing because that's when you get stuck in the wheel of capitalism because just like that tweet I told you about I saw when someone was like, remember at the beginning of lockdown when everyone was like cooking and learning to sew spending and spending time with their kids, yeah, dancing and decorating their house for the like something they've been trying to do for a year yeah. for a year. Um, and they were like, and we and making bread. Remember when he was making bread? Yeah. And she's like, and then we all got to see a taste of what life should really be like yeah. as opposed to working every fucking yeah. day, working 40 hours a week. So I think there's a fine line like what I would do for you. in your case i would work at your safe job start saving up money Mm -hmm. and put a plan in place that's me that's the virgo in me but get a plan like an exit strategy yeah you're like okay by the end of this year i want to quit this job and do this full time Mm -hmm. because you can roll two balls at once i think that's the safest option and i think that's the more responsible option Mm -hmm. um especially if you have bills Mm -hmm. but if you don't have bills like I don't know, like, let's say you're still in school or something and you work, but it's only like part time, like at a restaurant. Yeah. Again, roll two balls at once, like mm-hmm. start trying to build it to a place where it can make you money and mm-hmm. sustain you. Yeah. Because I think it's worth the risk at some point. Yeah. To follow your dreams mm-hmm. and stuff. But like in a way that's like, um, it's not going to like turn your world upside down. Yeah. Like it's not going to be like detrimental. Because then you'll be like, why did I do this? I hate this. And I don't. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, it's going to take all the joy out of what you would consider a passion because mm-hmm. you're going to be struggling, which is like, I mean, part of it to an extent, but if you can like cushion yourself enough so you don't have to be too stressed yeah. when you do it full time, then that's what I would do. Mm-hmm. Um, because life is too short to, if that's, if anything, the past like two and a half years has taught us yeah. anything is that life is not guaranteed and it's too short. Yeah. So you got to like make the most of the time you have now. Yeah. She said, this one says, how to move out of your parents' house. LOL. I'm a Pacific Islander. I'm 25 and I still live with my parents. Girly. It's part of the journey. Yeah. It's part of the journey. We talked, I talked about that with Manny. It's mm-hmm. very common for minority families to mm-hmm. live at home forever. Multi-generational um, households. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or to like leave for a little and then have to move back. This is also a question from someone named Leilani. So shout out our girl Leilani. She said, I'm Pacific Islander and I still live at home. Yeah. And she's 25. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, don't feel like you need to be living somewhere else immediately. Yeah. Because There's so many, like, um, I've seen so many different articles and stuff of how, like, 
maybe not our parents, but their parents were able to live on their own out at like 20. Yeah, you know, because inflation wasn't a thing. Yeah. Or they didn't suffer at the hands of inflation yeah, so like it was we are. More affordable. Yeah. Like all this stuff. They're getting paid more. Yeah. Like not at all. Like it matched each other. So yeah. like if you have friends, like I have friends who have bought homes and stuff and I'm 28. I don't own a home. Yeah. You know, so. Well, and there's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. You're, I, I'm a firm believer that you're exactly where you're supposed to be in mm-hmm. life at the time that you're there. Um, and it's for good reason, mm-hmm. whatever that may be. But I lived at home for a hot fucking minute. That was like part of the reason why I didn't want to move back home from Hawaii when I was done with college. Because I was afraid that I was going backwards in life. Like I was like, oh, I'm going back because I'm moving back with my parents. But what you should be focusing on instead is, well, one, putting a plan if you really want to move out. Like just set up, save up and all that. But two is like being appreciative that your parents let you live at home. Mm -hmm. Because like sometimes I think you know even Manny said this on on my show with him like he had mentioned like it's very very typical for like white families to be like well when you're 18 you got to move out yeah um and that's not how minority families work in fact a lot of times they want you to stay home yeah forever. well then you, you end up taking care of your like whether it's like <clears throat> your grandparents or your parents yeah and, and you're not like obviously if you're Pacific Islander I know for a fact you're not a mooch so like <laughs> I know you're doing those feals every weekend <laughs> I know you're contributing in some way yeah, financially on the yeah now. exactly so I know you're helping and pitching in I would just Mm -hmm. well one be grateful that you have a family that lets you live at home when you're in your 20s and two just start just start making a plan you know there's no set time limit you like i know it's i think with social media there's like this instant gratification thing where Mm -hmm. they're like oh someone's 22 and they bought a car and they bought a home and all that shit off the money they made off social media but like that's not real life like those those people are very like exceptions to the rule kind of thing because Mm -hmm. It's that's not real life. You have to think too. Like we talked about this. Like I'm so fucking glad I was very normal and had lots of real people jobs before mm-hmm. before social media happened for me. Yeah, I feel like it gives you a much more realistic perspective on life. Yeah, I agree. So you can girl live at home as long as you can, unless you're like dying to get out. <laughs> yeah. If you're unhappy and you're dying to get out, then I would tell you the same advice: get put a plan, mm-hmm. get a plan in place, like start like budgeting start looking up like where you would want to live how much do you have to make how Mm -hmm. much do you have to save in order to like do the lease and the down payment or whatever that may be so just start planning girly that's what nothing makes you feel better than a plan that's the virgo in me shut up (laughs) nothing nothing alleviates stress quite like a plan what's the plan yeah shut up preparedness is what makes you feel like you have control and i would know because i need control all the time so this one's from someone named Dot, and she said, how do you avoid incels and creepy old men when you want to look hot in public? And then she put the sweating emoji with the. Um, you can't. That's what I would say. <laughs> <laughs> if you look hot, you're going to look hot and and men are going to be fucking creepy, unfortunately. That's yeah. just a, a, cir- a realistic circumstance mm-hmm. that we're constantly in. I would just make peace with it. And then, and then just always be really aware of yeah. your safety when you're in public. Yeah. And make sure you're not alone. Yeah. When you, when you really trying to stunt on these hoes, mm-hmm. like make sure, just make sure you're not alone. Cause a lot of times like they feel more powerful when you're by yourself. Yeah. So I would just accept that you cannot, you, you literally cannot avoid it. Even if I went out in the most unflattering outfit and I look so fucked up, someone is still going to bother me. Yeah. Like some dude is still going to say some fucked up shit to me. So don't let that dictate how you want to dress. But at the same time, be aware, be aware. Yeah. Be realistic. And also like, 
be really fucking mean sometimes if yeah. you need to be. <laughs> but like, if you feel so inclined. Makes you feel safe. Yeah. When yeah. But doing... do it in a safe circumstance, obviously. I said that all the time when I was like teaching people what I do when I get catcalled. When I was teaching people that shit. Mm-hmm. I was literally like, obviously though, like take this with a grain of salt because some people are fucking psycho. Mm-hmm. But that's why I did it that way. Because yeah. I used to, I used to like fly off the handle yeah. because I had no fear when I was younger and I feel like that was misguided. Of me. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have been like that. But I was just like so angry when I was younger. Yeah. So um when I got older, I did that silly shit and it like helps neutralize it because that you're not antagonizing them. Yeah. But at the same time, you're not giving in to them. Mm-hmm. So it's like they get so uncomfortable that they're like, fuck this weirdo. And then yeah. they leave. That's what I'm talking about. This is from someone named Stacy, and she said, I've been having a hard time trying to talk to other people that I'm going to college with in the fall. I'm a high school senior right now. It's an art school, and I just feel very intimidated since I'll be starting on a clean slate. How should I go about putting myself out there to make friends and get roommates? Well, first of all, you're not assigned a roommate. That was I guess the deal with me. I was, yeah. Yeah, same. How many years did you live in the dorms? Sorry, the residence halls. Yeah, I lived in those for... Three years, huh? No, two. Two years. Your junior, senior, you lived... Oh, no, three. Where did I live? Oh, no, yeah. Okay, I remember where I lived my sophomore years, yeah, where was, I was blanking. It was the air-conditioned one. Yeah, yeah the bougie yeah. one, yeah. Um, well, for us, I don't know about roommates, because our freshman years, we got randomly placed with people. I did my freshman and my sophomore year. So. Oh, yeah. And then for me, my freshman year, I got randomly placed. My sophomore year... I was my stupid fucking friends didn't choose in time. So all of us just got randomly placed. Yeah. But it was so strange because we got placed in the same building on the same floor. So yeah. it was like synergetic, you know, but they all got together and they put me with somebody else. So <laughs> um, and then my third year, I picked my roommate. And then my fourth year, I lived off campus. I lived in a house with my roommate. So um, I would I was going to say to to lean into a roommate. But then you're saying that you have to find a roommate, which is kind of tricky. Yeah, I would but be I think curious. You can, I'm sure you can ask to be randomly placed yeah well i was gonna say that and then because i worked in orientation programs we did these like facebook groups where we would put all the students that are like incoming class of whatever yeah but that's probably exclusive to y'all because my school never did that oh really no hell no they do that maybe they do that at your school yeah and then they would put on their like oh who's going to week of welcome like some of the yeah my school didn't do that shit but if yours (laughs) does yeah look into it i'm sure there there must be some kind of facebook i was in there being god like moderating well (laughs) <laughs> deleting comments yeah, and stuff. Yeah. you were mark zuckerberg zuckerberg Literally. looking over the page i mean for me my freshman year roommate shout out natasha ah. Ah. uh she was my first friend and is still my friend yeah i got very lucky i'm not friends with on it honestly any roommate i had <laughs> i'm not friends with any of them anymore yeah basically i would go to different like if that we were talking about week of welcome events, like yeah. any sort of student events, if your dorm is doing something or residents yeah. doing something together, I would always participate. Yeah. Um, and then I would definitely connect with your like student center or whatever mm-hmm. to look for like different clubs and organizations that have shared interests with you. Um, so even if it feels a little lame, it's, it. it's truly for the best. And also to remember that everybody's in the same boat. Everybody's yeah. nervous. Everybody's like, especially if you're moving out of state, everybody's mm-hmm. new to town and, all that. And then don't rule out school either. Like yeah. school is like a great way to like force, almost force relationships yeah. with people because group projects. And yeah. Like group that. projects are just like people you see all the time in the mm-hmm. same classes. Like maybe you'll start connecting. Maybe you get a part-time job doing something easy if you're a freshman. Oh, yeah. Like 
on campus. Yeah, working at the library or some shit. Yeah. And you can make new work friends and stuff like that. Yeah, it's it's um a lot more accessible, I feel like, mm-hmm. than it used to be. Even when we were in college, it was mm-hmm. super accessible. So mm-hmm. I can't even imagine how much it's evolved now. I know. So if anything, I would be just be open and don't be afraid because um everyone's gonna love you i'm sure you're wonderful and amazing so someone's gonna gravitate towards you i'm sure and then you'll just build out a little friendship circle from yeah and then for roommates i would first of all if you can live with just one person i can't recommend that more than more yeah more than i can i think yeah the most people i ever lived with was four um and i I much preferred living with just my friend so yeah my last year i lived with there's six of us total. Yeah, that's a lot. Is a, yeah. We used to talk about that in theory, my friends and I. We were like, oh, we should all live together. But I genuinely don't think no. we would have made it. Living I don't all live together. Yeah, no. I, th- I don't think we would have made it because we were all so specific about certain things. Yeah. Like whether it's cleaning or like, you know. Even decor. Having people over. Yeah. Yeah, decor. Like. Like I always talk about my friend Natasha because she was my first friend at school and she's still my friend to this day. I fucking love that bitch. But she was all about putting anything in the house. And like some of my other friends were like, don't put this in the house. It's ugly. And mm-hmm. she was like, well, it's my house too. I live here. So I have to be able to put stuff. So like, yeah, you Put know. them in your room then. Yeah. So, I mean, it can be really fun living with more than one person, but it just comes with its challenges when you're in college, yeah. especially at that time, especially if you're all single and you're dating and you're having people over and all that, like. And I and I'm just like such a mom that I'm always like, dude, come on, like yeah. it's late, go to sleep. Like on school nights, I'm like, it's a school night. That's me. <laughs> so, but like the the person I ended up living with my last year off campus in a house, like we were all very much so on the same wavelength. Yeah. Like we operated the same. We we're both grandpas. Like we both like to sleep in during the school weeks and all that stuff, and go out on the weekends. Mm-hmm. So like. That was like perfect. But sometimes if you're with someone that loves to party all the time and you don't like to do that, it can yeah, get tricky. That was like, yeah. Yeah. So live with one person if you can. Mm-hmm. And hopefully it's someone who's on the same wavelength. Yeah. There's still gonna be like challenges here and there. That I'm just sure. comes with living with another person. Though. Yeah. Like literally anybody. So yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Well, that's gonna do it for this week's episode of Two Idiot Girls. Yes. Thank you so much for tuning in. If we answered one of your questions, you're welcome for the advice. Mm -hmm. Um, And then our next few episodes, we're going to do different themes of types of advice that all of you want. If you have any ideas. Oh, you know what we might do next? Someone said we should do conspiracy theories that we believe in. Oh, but I would love I think it would be better if they sent us their yeah, conspiracy Yeah, I would theories. love that. Ooh, okay, that's Such the next one. Such a great one. idea. That's the next one. Mm-hmm. So look out for that Google Doc, uh, and we're going to make you guys put your big three in there. It just feels right mm-hmm. at this point. So. We should do one on astrology, too. Yeah. I would love to do that. I would love that. Well, anyways, we're looking forward to it, mm-hmm. to so, giving you advice. Take this advice from two idiots. From two idiots. <laughs> um, so thank you so much for tuning in. Please make sure you... Um, subscribe and rate our podcast everywhere that you listen to podcasts also you can see the set on youtube if you're listening to this in the car yes please make sure you're watching it because it's so much funnier to watch it yeah that's me personally i like to watch stuff turn on a show while you're eating yeah this is it this is the show yeah i literally love to watch stuff so i almost prefer to watch mm-hmm. things so if that's you here you here, go here you go you're, you're welcome, welcome. <laughs> But yeah, we'll see you guys next Tuesday. Bye.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 